Hello and welcome to A Light at the Crossroads, a podcast brought to you by Liminal 11, a mind, body and spirit publishing company with a focus on illustration and comic arts. Coming up, we'll be talking to Sarah Ray about getting into tarot. But first, just a quick reminder that you can find information on all our products, including our tarot decks, on our website, which is at liminal11.com. And now, let's talk to Sarah. Hello, Sarah. How are you doing? I'm good, Steve. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Probably good to let people know who you are and, and what you do at Liminal 11. Sure. Um, my name is Sarah Ray. I am a freelance publishing professional. I am the manager of marketing publicity for Liminal 11, and I've been with the press a little over two years now. And uh, I do some work for other publishers as well, including Avery Hill, who, Steve, you also work for. So <laughs> you guys may have heard me on Signals on the Hill before. Am I right in thinking, Sarah, that before working for Liminal 11, you had never really read tarot before or looked at decks properly? Yeah, tarot was a completely new endeavor for me. I mean, when I start, you know, I, when I was kind of courting the publisher for the job, I I decided I better get into tarot. And especially when I got the job and I'm marketing tarot decks, I was like, I should probably know a bit about what this is, how it works. I grew up in a, a sort of Bible Belt part of the country in America. And tarot was seen as like a satanic kind of thing where I'm from. So it just, you know, it never really crossed my mind to take an interest in it. Even after I left the Midwest, it was just kind of like, eh, this, that's just a weird thing that people do. Um, <laughs> I don't really believe in fortune telling, so that really put me off. Um, but, you know, as I understood more about what tarot was, it's actually become a really cool part of my life and something I like to do quite a lot. But it was definitely a brand new thing when I started with Liminal 11. I think that's an interesting distinction to make, especially for people who are looking to get into tarot to sort of understand what it is and what it can be as you say like the traditional viewpoint was always it was seen as a, a divination tool so you would essentially lay out the cards and the reader would tell you what to expect from the future in terms mm. of you know personal life professional life uh, life events generally so it's almost giving you answers to questions that you would ask the deck directly whereas now i think it's seen or it seems to me more as a sort of almost a therapeutic tool where you the, the the cards are laid out and the questions that you want to ask reveal the things that are important in your life and allow you to sort of examine and interrogate them and and sort of see how important these particular things are to you yeah i definitely think that's true it's it can be really grounding in terms of like what area of my personal life should I focus on today? Or, you know, where do I need to grow? But I mean, it can be a useful tool for looking into the future. People have different views on what the cards can do for you. For me, it's kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about a future situation and you lay out your cards and it's not so much saying this is what will happen. Um, but it's more kind of like, here's some potential consequences depending on how you act. So it's kind of like fate is in your hands, but you know, if you don't consider your actions, it could lead to this or it could lead to this. So it's definitely good for looking at the future, but I guess I, you know, even if I get a bad reading about the future, I, I kind of am like, okay, well, I'll just consider how I'm acting rather than thinking that the universe has it in for me. <laughs> yeah, I guess it depends how sort of deterministic you see these things as, whereas, as you say, it can be useful by asking certain questions, you're immediately opening up 
different options that you're aware of and you'd realize yourself that some of these are going to be more favorable than others so while it may not be divination in the sense of this is the path that you have to go down this is what is going to happen to you it can can be more of a making you aware of potential different avenues that the future holds some of which are going to be better and worse than, than than others the main thing the cards tell me is usually what i've already know but don't want to admit or you know we all have impulses that aren't good for us and it's like what happens if i act on this it's like well yeah there's going to probably be bad consequences unless you consider what you're doing or maybe act in a different way don't lash out at that person or you know whatever you might be thinking of doing yeah i find it really helpful actually it's just grounding and it's kind of a road map to the future but it's not like a map you have to follow it's just helpful guidance <laughs> and apart from the idea of the the decks as uh, any sort of tool there's also you know undoubted visual appeal isn't it yeah that's my favorite thing about tarot to be honest i love <laughs> esoteric art uh, i really like you know crystals and the images that go with the chakras i just all of that kind of stuff really appeals to my brain i love the look of it um that's where tarot decks get really addictive is just you know they're all kind of working with the same archetypes but each one has its own artistic interpretation and i think that's just a beautiful thing about it that's why I keep buying new tarot decks. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of choosing uh, your first deck, where, where you're going to start, you, you've written a, a blog piece that we've got on the website that we're kind of exp expanding on here. And I think there you, your sort of point is you're finding something for you that's a, a good fit visually and tonally in that it sort of chimes with, as you say, images that you like and a style that you can find easy to look at and engage with. Definitely. I mean, there's like the traditional Rider weight deck, which I have, and I think is really useful for understanding the tradition and the kind of original meanings. But I struggle to identify with those cards. You know, it doesn't speak to me in the same way as other decks. And so I don't like to use it. But when you have a deck that the imagery really appeals to you and it looks great, you know, you want to use it. You know, the readings mean so much more to you. There's much more of an emotional connection so I think that's really a hugely important thing is to find a deck, even if it's your first time and you know nothing about tarot, like something where you're like, yeah, I like that. I like that artwork. You know, those colors work for me or whatever. Uh, I think that's a really important first step. And obviously from a Liminal 11 point of view, as we talked about in the last episode, the company's origin lies in the creation of a tarot deck where Mike develops the Lunar Soul Tarot in collaboration with Darren. And that's the first project that kicks things off. So I think tarot is always going to be a key element of what Liminal 11 does now and will do in the future. From the marketing point of view, it's what people want from us. It's what people respond to online. It's what's sold the best for us. I mean, we make other really amazing books, but there's just so much more of an appetite for our tarot decks and for tarot generally. I mean, if you look at Kickstarter, there's like, I don't know, 800,000 or something. Maybe it's just 800. <laughs> there's a lot of decks on there. You know, people keep making them. It's become kind of a rite of passage for some artists. Um, but yes, Luminal 11 are definitely planning to make, we're really leaning into the tarot. That's becoming the main focus. And I think the plan is to do two decks a year at least. Um, so we've got the two decks coming out this year. We have two planned for next year. And they're also going to be looking at the Oracle decks and kind of divination tools as well, because that's really what our fans and friends are responding to. 
And it feels like a time where people could probably do with a glimpse into the future and a bit of uh, affirmation. So, oh, yeah, I've written a lot um, about why tarot is becoming sort of more important to people. I think it's definitely you know, less people are relying on traditional systems of rule. A lot of people have turned away from organized religion and, uh, you know, the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's a lot of kind of uncertainty. And depending on your political views, there's a lot of frustrating things happening in the world right now tarot it kind of brings back a sense of control and a connection with the universe in a way that we can't really access in our modern lives especially if you're not interested in prayer or meditation or other things that other people find grounding you know i think that's a big part of why people are really leaning into tarot and astrology as well for similar reasons just needing that kind of guidance from the universe in terms of your first deck you went with the uh... As you say, you bought the Rider Weight deck, but then you, you also picked up the Lunar Soul Tarot from us. Currently reprinting, still waiting for uh, a con- <laughs> confirmed date yeah, and when that will arrive again. It definitely will. I think we've been in talks with some distribution partners, so it's just taking longer than expected. But it'll be back and better than ever when it comes out. <laughs> but obviously since then, we've also released the Modern Witch Tarot by Lisa Stoll which has been an incredible uh, success. I'm guessing you've done a few readings with that yourself now? Yeah, I love the Modern Witch deck. It's got a real kind of, obviously it's modern, it's in the title. It's got a really kind of sassy and fun vibe. So I use it like if I'm doing readings for friends, especially friends who aren't into tarot or have never seen a deck before. For those who aren't familiar with the deck, it's it's basically an update of the original Rider Waite Smith tarot deck, just with more modern imagery and it's pretty much all women and femme presenting characters. So it's very sort of girl power. <laughs> which, <laughs> if you grew up in the 90s, that's an important phrase for you. Um, and it's just, it's it's pretty uplifting and it's, it's fun. Some decks have kind of darker messages, but Modern Witch always makes me feel really empowered and strong. And when I've done readings with girlfriends, it's, you know, we're always laughing a lot. And the artwork in it really appeals to your modern sort of millennial and Gen Z kind of audience and that's why it's making such waves i mean lisa's vision for the deck was just so spot on for what people want right now and i love reading with it it's definitely it's my go-to especially if i'm reading for other people and then later this year we've got a couple of uh, amazing looking decks lined up from tilly walden and alba balesta gonzalez yeah those are those are really a cut above i think both of those decks have more kind of fantasy elements tilly's is a bit more spacey alba's feels very kind of myth and legend but they're both really otherworldly i'm so excited i've just i've seen a lot of the the artwork which we haven't unveiled to everyone and i've seen some of the booklet materials and the text that goes with the cards and i think those are going to be really big for us i think it will hopefully have the same kind of success that modern witch has had obviously tilly's got a huge platform already people love tilly walden's work so i'm so excited for them to see her tarot deck it's going to be uh, something completely different from her yeah tilly walden bringing us the cosmic slumber tarot in october and Alba Valesta Gonzalez bringing us the White Newman tarot. My first sort of thing thing there with with Alba's deck was uh, what does I was like what does Newman mean in this context? And then obviously on our website we explain that they're sacred animal spirits. And then you look at the images and realise she's like taken this very deliberate decision to incorporate specific you know spiritual types in in the cards. Now I think it works a treat, really really good. For me, it makes me think of like his dark materials, and you know everyone has their own 
little demon or their familiar, like witches might have, you know, everyone's got their kind of sacred animal. Um, for someone who's an animal lover, it, it really speaks to me. I think it's going to be a great deck. In terms of uh, learning to do readings, you, you picked up Michelle T's Modern Tarot as a sort of initial guidebook, didn't you? Yeah, I had that recommended to me by a friend who'd been doing tarot for a few years. Um, again, just an update on some of the traditional stuff, you know, I... Traditions are there for a reason, but they don't speak to everybody. I'm, I'm quite a modern person, so I thought, okay, this is kind of a feminist, forward-thinking way of seeing the tarot. And what I really like about it is it she makes it fit really well into, you know, day-to-day -day life. It's not super supernatural. It's like, here's what's going on in your life. It's really easy to connect with. So I thought that was a great primer for getting into tarot for me. It's a great book. And I think even for people who aren't necessarily interested in the sort of divination or therapeutic aspects of it, there's a lot to be gleaned from a, a good tarot deck just in terms of symbology and the different sort of elements that go into it, the sort of meaning and relevance for a lot of different images and ideas that are presented. And, and I think comparing different decks, you know, the same cards in different decks to see the things that correspond and chime constantly throughout those decks or throughout those particular cards and images is really interesting. And then, as you say, looking at the different twists and quirks like uh, Alba's deck that people will sort of incorporate to put their own sort of touch on it. I think it's so cool. It's, uh, it's kind of like everyone coming together to take these concepts from the collective consciousness but just put their own spin on them. You know, every card more or less has a, a general meaning, but you can interpret that meaning in so many different ways, both through the artwork that goes on the card and in the description that comes you know, with the deck. You know, I really like the Wild Unknown Tarot deck, but I find that the descriptions in that are... There's, there's a slight darkness to them. I usually read with that deck when I'm going through some stuff, whereas like Mike, Mike's Luna Soul deck, which Liminal Eleven published, it's really warm. It's like someone's wrapped a blanket around you. All the <laughs> meanings are, you know, really lovely. So yeah, there's definitely something for everyone. And I do love laying out decks and like comparing the different cards in between them. Be like, ooh, this one's different. You know, this one's got a, a star in it, and this one doesn't. <laughs> it's a geeky thing, but it's definitely a cool way of seeing how much depth there is to the tarot generally. And of course, you know, as well as researching on traditional ideas and modern interpretations, people are going to have a personal response to the images. They're going to be sort of like those images will bring out ideas and feelings in someone that aren't necessarily obvious to everyone, but will definitely sort of chime with that person. So there's, there's always that personal connection to uh, a deck and an image as well, isn't there? Everything is subjective. I could do the exact same spread for you and for myself, and we would both take completely different things from it. But again, that's one of the things I love about the tarot. There's just so much to get down into, so many twists and turns, so many different meanings. Yeah, and it's so personal. I love that. Part of your advice in the article is to uh, go see a pro to visit a, an actual professional tarot reader just to help to clarify a lot of the meaning and relevance of the, the images and sort of how you would work those into different ideas. Uh, is that something that you did yourself? I have had one professional reading, which I went to with a friend. It was a great experience, but I'd really like to go do one on my own where it's a bit more of a closed environment. You know, I went, it was like a bit of fun and I don't think I got quite as much, you know, therapeutic 
learning through it that I could have. But I think the main benefit of seeing a pro if you're new to reading tarot is watching them work, seeing how they read the cards, seeing what types of spreads they do, seeing especially something that's hard as a beginner is the making the connections between different cards. Um, and watching a pro do that, I think, is really helpful. It's, it was really helpful to my learning. But I, I need to go back and do it some more. Rightfully so, it's kind of an expensive hobby. So I've just been waiting until I can kind of afford that luxury of going to see a pro again. But yeah, you can learn so much just from watching them work. And of course, if people are looking for a reasonably inexpensive way to see, if not a pro at work, but certainly an experienced reader, if you ever happen to be at a show or convention where Liminal Eleven are tabling and Darren from Liminal Eleven is at the table selling, he will do readings for people. Yeah, I'd say he's at a professional level, although he doesn't make his living from it. And I have had a lot of readings from Darren, which uh, has been also very eye-opening. I think it's kind of a leap of faith to let someone you work with and who is essentially my employer, you're kind of letting them in on a lot of personal stuff. But every time I've had a reading with Darren, it's been really eye-opening, really interesting. And I mean, he's very generous with the way he explains things and um, obviously giving free readings at Thought Bubble and MCM and other conventions, I think is a really generous way of showing people how it works. Yeah, it's great fun. I I love watching him give readings. He geeks out on it so much. I mean, Liminal Eleven isn't the sort of company that would do sort of uh, six monthly work reviews. But I'd like to think if they did, Darren would sit us <laughs> at the table opposite, uh, lay out the cards and go, how do you think your work's been going this year? And you go, no, not too bad. And he'd turn the card over and go, no, it's not actually been going. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good way to sort of do um, a very low-key, uh, gentle disciplinary, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this card says you need to focus a bit more, Steve, yeah? Just uh, think a little more about what you're saying and how you're doing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This card says you need to increase those sales. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good because, like, uh, Darren going, I mean, listen, this isn't me talking. <laughs> I think it is a little... No, no, no. This is the card <laughs> saying you just need to take a look at yourself. <laughs> you sort of round off the article by saying one of the important things to do is sort of enjoy the positives and don't sort of dwell on the bits that elude you or you don't necessarily, you know, get immediately. I think that's really important as well because it's such a rich thing, isn't it? You're not going to grasp everything immediately. It's easy to get really scared of a negative card in your reading or like an overall bad reading or if you just completely don't understand the connections between the cards. And to be fair, not every reading will speak to you as some will. And I think it's better not to get too stuck on what's not working, especially when you're really new. I mean, I'm about two years into using tarot. I'm still not worrying about um, whether cards are reversed or inverted. It's just too much depth and I've not learned enough to fully grasp it. So for me, I would rather not focus on what's not working because that puts you off practicing and, and working with it. But if you just focus on what is working or, you know, oh, that spread didn't speak to me. I'm just going to do, you know, shuffle and do another one. I think focusing in on what's really working for you is the best way to keep up with doing it. It'll make you want to practice more. um, And obviously it'll make it more fun. You'll enjoy it a lot more. I mean, I think that's a good life advice anyway. Focus on the positives as much as you can. (laughs) I think also, as you say, that sort of speaks to people's general approach to tarot, which will sort of help to define their experience in tarot. So, as you say, there are some decks that are a bit more 
occult themed rather than spirituality themed or a lot darker as opposed to light. And I think that immediately will sort of weight things towards how you're going to feel about the images that you're seeing and the response you're going to have to it. Definitely. If you're using a deck that features a lot of, say, angels, which I know is a, a popular theme, uh, versus a deck that is featuring, I don't know, I'm, I'm looking at my Wild Unknown deck now, so it's lots of kind of birds and creatures and um, deer, quite pagan-looking animals. Um, it's definitely going to give you a different vibe. You know, one might feel airier and lighter, much more spiritual, and the other is much more grounded and, and kind of down-to-earth. So, yeah, when especially as a person who has, you know, six or seven decks now, kind of base which one I choose on my mood and knowing which one is going to give a reading that kind of suits where I'm at that day, which, you know, that comes with practice. <laughs> if, if I'm really feeling fragile and I just need some safe guidance, I'll pick up the Lunar Soul. Um, you know, if I'm in a good mood just looking to reflect on my day, I might pick up Modern Witch. And yeah, I use the wild unknown when I need to get deep. <laughs> <laughs> and to sort of round things off in the article and, and here, your final point uh, essentially is, you know, to keep learning, to enjoy your growth as a reader and enjoy the possibilities that Tarot can offer you. Yeah, you have to constantly seek out new information on a subject this rich. You're not going to learn it through reading one book or through practicing for one month. It's kind of a lifelong endeavor. And... I mean, it really just comes down to if you keep learning, if you keep practicing, you're going to become better at it. You know, I go through phases where I don't read for a few months just because I'm lazy or I've got no one to do it with or, you know, there's other life stuff happening. And I come back and I feel like I've lost everything. <laughs> um, so I really do encourage people to pick it up, do that daily one card draw. I've just started doing that again and it's really helped me ground my days and just enjoy that process of learning. But keep practicing. Let you know, ask your friends to let you read for them. Read for yourself. You know, get get in groups online or follow readers on Instagram and, and just stay up to date with it because it makes it so much more fun and interesting and makes much more of a difference in your life when it's a regular thing. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Steve. Enjoy your tarot and I'm sure we'll talk to you again in the future. Yeah, I look forward to it. Thanks again to Sarah for talking to us and thank you for listening. See you next month. This show is a Holdfast Network production. Go to holdfastnetwork.com for other programs you may enjoy.